are we at in society today? Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of Out of Line. I am going solo today. Um, and frankly, I kind of deserve it from the way my picks have been. Um, so basically, if you feel bad about how your picks have been, you probably had a better weekend than I did. The best financial advice I could have given you was to fade every pick that I made, and you would have been, you probably would have been right about 75% of the time. That's how bad I was last week. I I was just dead wrong about everything. Watching back the show, I felt stupid. I felt really stupid. Um, and it, it wasn't just that. It wasn't just that my picks were bad. It was also that the, the games that I felt most confident in, like the locks, they were bad too. Um, it was a really bad weekend if you're me, um, or if you listen. It, it was also a bad weekend if you listen to my picks. Um, which I don't always recommend, but I, I give them out anyway. Uh, so, if, I mean, if you listen, that was a not not a smart financial decision on your part. Um, but, you know, the college football season is uh, heating up right now. Um, the college football playoff rankings are coming out next week. Finally, uh, on November 1st, I think it is. Ne- yeah, on, you know, I think it's November 1st that they come out. Uh, which is when the rankings finally matter because the top 25 doesn't, it, the AP top 25 doesn't mean much. It, it it really is just, nobody cares what they think. It I don't think it matters that much. Uh, I mean, it, it affects colleges a little bit, but from a fan's perspective, it doesn't really matter. Um, I mean, so now that the playoff rankings are coming out, um, we'll get into that a little later. Um, so I was wrong about so much. I was wrong about so much. I was wrong about UCLA, Oregon. I was wrong about Ohio State, Iowa. Uh, I was wrong about both sides on that, by the way. I was at least right about the over in UCLA, Oregon. I was wrong about Kansas, Baylor. I was wrong about almost everything. Terribly, terribly wrong. So if you didn't listen to me, you have a lot of money in your pocket right now. should have bet like $1,000 on every game against what I said. You would be up a lot. Um, one thing I was right about, at least, was LSU Ole Miss. Um, I did predict LSU would beat Ole Miss. Um, not by much. Not by much. I was right about that game. Um, LSU, the funny thing about LSU is that it feels like LSU is so much worse of a team than they really are. 
Um, people started to write them off. First of all, people didn't like LSU to start because of Brian Kelly. And then Brian Kelly lost to Florida State, and everybody's like dancing on his grave because he lost to Florida State week one in a non-conference game. I mean, first of all, teams week one are not very representative of what they become later in the season. It, it's a it's very early in the season week one. If you follow college football, you would know that consistently week one doesn't tell you that much. Ohio State consistently is terrible week one, including the including the year they won the national championship when they lost to Virginia Tech. So it was, and Virginia Tech turned out to stink that year. So week one doesn't really tell you that much. So I'm not going to, everybody was really quick, quick to write off LSU after that loss to Florida State. And part of the reason was because of Brian Kelly, the fake Southern accent, leaving Notre Dame to go to LSU. I mean, it, it was really, part of it was just the fact that people didn't like Brian Kelly. and they were kind of rooting against LSU, but the way people talk about LSU is that it feels like that they're a lot, that they, that they're a much worse team than they really are. It feels like that they would, that they would have like three losses in the SEC, but really LSU, they only have one loss in the SEC. Um, granted it was a blowout at home. So that doesn't look good, but Tennessee is one of I mean, right now they're a top four team, so it doesn't look so bad right now. Um, I mean, the thing is, both of the losses weren't good. But the thing is, is that I never grant a mulligan to a team that loses. Like, to me, I think all the games have to count. But week one in a non-conference game, playing a better team than most teams are playing, I don't hold that loss against you too much. I just don't. I don't think it tells you that much about about how good a team is. Um same thing with Oregon. People wrote off Oregon right at, uh, just because they got killed by Georgia uh, and they haven't lost a game since. So, you know, I, I can't hold this against LSU too much. And they just killed Ole Miss, who was undefeated. They, they killed them by 25 points. So it, maybe LSU is actually a pretty good team. They are a pretty good team. In fact, you could even argue that they could make the playoffs. I'm not saying it's going to happen. But technically, it could. I mean, if they win out and they win the SEC, they only have one loss in the SEC. What if they somehow beat Alabama? I mean, they could and then uh, beat the winner of Tennessee, the winner of the SEC East. Not saying that's likely to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. But even with two losses, one of them non-conference in the first week of the season, it's not unfathomable that the committee would put them in. Can you imagine the committee not putting in the SEC champion? There's no way that would ever happen. I mean, again, just because they're alive doesn't mean it's at all likely to happen. It's extremely – I mean, there's probably less than a 1% chance of LSU making the playoff. I'm just saying they're not eliminated yet. But it feels like they're eliminated. It feels like they're so much worse than they really are. Um, so in a weird way, LSU is an underrated team in a weird kind of way. Um, so I do want to get into the playoff rankings that are coming out. So they're coming out on Tuesday. And that's a really big day for college football because that's when everything really starts to matter a lot more than they than, than they initially did. Uh, it goes to show you, it's like a moment of truth type of thing. It goes to show you what the committee's setting up, who they put where. Um, I can't, the committee can be a bit unpredictable at times. Uh, I don't always agree with them, although I do think they're a little bit better at it than they get credit for. I think that they typically have very good justification for picking 
for picking some teams over others and people disagree with it. Although I think, I I don't think they're necessarily as bad as people say they are. Although I I would argue they're probably a bit too record obsessed. Um, Instead of telling you, instead of talking about them, uh, I'll just give you my top 10 teams. If I were on the committee, Um, one Ohio state, Ohio state so far is the best team in the country Uh, based on the thing is Ohio state is the only team that hasn't had a bad performance. They're the only one. Alabama's, I mean, not only does Alabama, forget Alabama having a loss. Alabama's played a bunch of bad games. I don't even think their loss was even a bad game, but they played a bunch of bad games. Um, like, particularly road games, but even a home game against Texas A&M. I mean, almost losing to Texas A&M is pretty bad. Granted, they had their backup quarterback, but Texas A&M statistically is like the, arguably at least, the worst offense in the SEC. They're horrible. And at, in, in their stadium, they came close to losing to Texas A&M. I mean, if they, maybe if Texas A&M made a better play call, Alabama loses that game. So, I mean, that's just Alabama. Georgia should have lost to Missouri. They were losing most of the game. Clemson should have lost to Syracuse. Uh, Michigan has had a few bad games. They didn't play good against Maryland. Uh, so, I mean, when you look at all of these teams, they're the only one that hasn't had a bad performance by most team standards. They're the only team that hasn't had any close calls. And before you say that Ohio State hasn't played anybody, I think the weird thing is, is that they keep winning these games by so much. It feels like they haven't played anybody because everybody – so it feels like they haven't played anybody. So they beat these teams so bad that they're not getting any credit for the wins. But you know what? I will say, for everybody saying that, up until Alabama played Tennessee, you could certainly argue that they didn't play anybody. I mean, they played Texas early in the season. I guess that's somebody. Um, but in their conference, no, they really didn't um, up until they lost to Tennessee. And they lost that game. So you could say they haven't beaten anybody. Um, Ohio State's offense is the best in the country, it looks like. Um, I think they're even better than Tennessee's offense. Against, I mean, against they beat Iowa 54-10. to 10. And Ohio State did not play a good game at all. And they still killed them. 54 to 10, they put up 54 points against Iowa. Iowa put up a total, Iowa has given up a total of 59 points the entire season before that. So they put up almost as much points. Ohio State put up almost as much points as all of Iowa's opponents did combined. And they played a pretty bad game by, by Ohio State standards. And they still killed them. So, and they still put up 54 points. So, how you can say Ohio State is not the number one team is beyond me. And before you say Georgia, Georgia played a really bad game against Kent State. They should have lost to Missouri. You can't say that about Ohio State. You just can't. Um, now, that could change. I'm not saying that can't change. Um, but overall, Ohio State's offense is amazing. And their defense isn't too far behind. I mean, I do think Georgia probably has a better off, uh, better defense than Ohio State, although uh, Ohio State's defense is still very good. They're not that much worse than any of the best teams on defense this year. Uh, but Ohio State's offense is far and away better than Georgia's. Their performances have mostly been far and away better than Georgia's. Um, so just th- this year, Ohio State is the number one team, although I don't think the playoff committee is going to do that. They're probably going to put Georgia number one, um, which brings me to Georgia. I like Georgia at number two. Um, I'm not 100% sure sold on Georgia being the second best team. I'm not sure about it. I have very, I tend to have very lukewarm feelings about Georgia. Up until last year when they won the national title, Georgia 
loses a lot of really big games. Um, I mean, last year's Georgia team was very, very good. I have to give them credit. But they do tend to lose a lot of big games. Um, They're frequently overrated. Not this year. I don't think they're necessarily overrated this year, but they're frequently overrated. Um, I think putting Georgia at number two is fine. I am... I would put Georgia number two on my end. I would. Although you could certainly argue Tennessee, Michigan, that's uh, that's totally reasonable. I would put Georgia at number two. They have the best defense so far. Um, the The problem is I think that Georgia was number one. The AP poll has Georgia number one. I think the AP poll, the AP people are often unwilling to admit that they were wrong because Georgia was number one in the preseason poll. I believe they were. They were either number one or number two. I'm not sure. Uh, but I, they, There was something like that. Um, They were number one, basically, like I said, for the wrong reasons. First of all, early in the season, you don't know much about these teams. I wish these these college football so-called experts would can have some humility and admit that they were wrong about something and admit that they just don't know because you don't. You don't know. Um, So part of it is that. uh, and, And I think essentially Georgia was hyped up for all the wrong reasons. They won the national champ. They're defending national champions. And they killed Oregon week one. Those two reasons are the reasons Georgia is number one in the eight people, I think. Um, which are the wrong reasons to put them at number one. It's it's silly. Week one doesn't tell you much about it. Like I was saying, week one doesn't tell you much about any team. I mean, Ohio State beat Notre Dame by 10 points week one. I mean, they didn't play a good game at all. If Ohio State plays Notre Dame now, it's probably a blowout. They probably win. They're, they're, they might be three touchdown favorites if they played Notre Dame. Maybe not that high, but I'm not too far off when I say that. They might be close to between two to three touchdown favorites at least if Ohio State plays Notre Dame. Probably, maybe even more actually, considering they're only about two touch. Considering they're about two touchdown favorites at Penn State. So, at a neutral site, if that game is played now, Ohio State is at least seventeen point favorites, maybe even more. So week one doesn't really tell you that much. Um, so for, for that reason, I, I think it was just like, okay, Georgia won the national championship last year. They just killed Oregon. They've, they have to be the number one team. Um, and it's not, I mean, you can always misevaluate teams. It happens. Uh, three, I put Michigan. Four, Tennessee. Uh, I think that you can, I am pro Tennessee this year. I like Tennessee. They have an opportunity to go higher for sure. Um, they could make the playoff, so I think it all works itself out. But it is worth noting that Michigan, Michigan's defense is much better than Tennessee's defense. Um, I do think Tennessee's offense is better than Michigan's, but Michigan's defense is much, much better. Um, they haven't had flaws quite like Tennessee has. Uh, even though Tennessee beat Alabama, which everybody is on, uh, it's worth noting Michigan – killed Penn State by 24 points, which is more impressive than they than they get credit for. You could certainly argue that that's a more impressive win than Tennessee beating Alabama in Knoxville. You could argue that point. In fact, I, not only can you argue it, I kind of agree with it. So I would put Michigan at three, Tennessee at four, although, again, all that could change. Michigan loses to Ohio State. That's going to change, obviously. Um, overall, I think we, even though I like Tennessee, Tennessee is flawed. This is the same team that came that had a few close calls against teams that aren't so great, um, at least compared to top four teams. Uh, Pitt, they they could have easily lost to Pitt and their backup quarterback. I mean, they're, I, I mean, Pitt, Keaton Slovis got hurt. 
Pitt put their backup quarterback in and Tennessee needed overtime to beat them. That doesn't look great. Um, Tennessee also could have lost to Florida in their own building. Doesn't look so great. So th- they are a flawed team. I think that they're, they have a lot more uh, flaws than um, I, I would say they have a lot more flaws than a team like Michigan does. Um, five Alabama. I know the committee is not going to put Alabama that high because they have a loss and they're obsessed with wins and losses. And that's the only thing that they look, they're very obsessed with record. And, you know, if you have a loss, it may look like the fact that they lost to Alabama would put them five spots lower. The fact that they lost to Tennessee would put them five spots lower than if they had beaten Tennessee by a field goal. So if Alabama makes that field goal, Tennessee misses their field goal. Alabama is like number one, probably as opposed to outside the top five, that one difference, that, that one field goal difference is making a huge difference. It would make a huge difference probably in terms of how the committee views the team, uh, which I don't agree with. I don't agree with, I don't think that wins and losses is the only thing you should look at. I don't think that just because a team has a loss that makes them drastically worse than a team that's undefeated. Conferences are uneven teams control their own schedules. I mean, it, it's like when team, when a team has two losses, it makes you Purdue. Like, like, it, like you're not taken seriously after two losses, but I care more about the context of those losses and the context of those wins. You can have some pretty bad wins. Um, so I, I really would put Alabama ahead of Clemson, uh, ahead of Clemson six. I would probably put Oregon in right now. Um, I don't think Oregon's going to stay there, but right now I would put Oregon there. Um, I don't care that much that they lost to Georgia, that they got killed by Georgia in week one. Like I said, I don't need to keep saying it. Week one doesn't tell you that much. It was a non-conference game that they scheduled, okay? They could have been playing a a joke of a non-conference schedule like TCU where the best team you play is Colorado, who stinks. I mean, would you do that? At least Oregon is always willing to challenge themselves, and they're willing to go on the road to beat to play Georgia. How many teams could go on the road and play Georgia? And right now, there is no way that if they were to play in Georgia, that if they were to play Georgia in at any site, that the game wouldn't at least be competitive. I mean, it's safe to say Georgia would probably win, but I mean, the game would be competitive. They wouldn't get they wouldn't get slaughtered like they did in week one. And like I said, week one, it just doesn't tell you that much. It, it was Dan Lanning's first game as a head coach. It doesn't it, like teams develop a lot between in within the first four weeks of the season. I it, like, I just can't get, like, it's just unbelievable to me how the committee can't get past, probably wouldn't be able to get past the fact that Oregon has a loss and TCU doesn't. Well, TCU, the best team they played in non-conference this year was Colorado. Okay, compared to playing Georgia, that is a joke. Okay, so if you control your own schedule, and the conferences aren't even, although the Big 12 and Pac-12 aren't that much different in terms of in terms of uh, strength, but when some conferences are much stronger than others, and some, and you control part of your own schedule, then having one loss versus two losses is not the end of the world. And I feel I'm afraid that if we continue on this trajectory, that teams are just going to be incentivized not to schedule good teams, that they're going to be scheduled, that they're going to be incentivized to just buy wins, which could happen. And, you know, I think it was, we, it, you know, it, that's just what could happen. And I, I don't want to, I don't want to incentivize that. Um, 
Okay, so seven is Clemson. I get that. I get that they're undefeated. Um, seven and seven to eight Clemson and TCU. Although I think it's kind of interchangeable. I think either of them. Um, I, I think you could. I, I would be fine with TCU at seven and Clemson at eight. That's totally fine. Uh, Clemson's schedule has been a total joke. Um, they play in the ACC, which is a weak conference. The best team that they, the best, the toughest competition that they played was. Uh, was Syracuse at home, which they should have lost. Had they not benched their quarterback, they probably would have lost. Uh, so it, considering they should have lost that game, I'm not convinced Clemson is really that good of a team. Does anybody really believe that they could be, that they could win the SEC? Obviously not. It would probably have one or two losses if they were on the SEC. They're, I mean, part of me is rooting against Clemson this year because I'm afraid that they have such an easy path to the playoff when really they're just not that good of a team. Um, just because they're undefeated doesn't mean they're really that good. Um, I mean, they are playing Notre Dame, which, by the way, I do next next week they're going to be playing Notre Dame, which, by the way, I do think so far right now Clemson are eight-and-a-half-point favorites. I think those teams are closer than you think they are. Notre Dame is not good this year. But I don't think Notre I don't think Notre Dame is that much worse than Clemson, and they're playing they're playing at South Bend. I think Clemson. I think this could really be a good upset alert for Clemson. Uh, they're not above losing that game. Um, Eight TCU, like I said, they've had they've had a lot of close calls. A bunch of stuff been going their way. Um, I mean, they control their own destiny. If they go undefeated, I really do think they're going to be a playoff team. Though I don't think this is going to last. I think this is a high that is eventually they're going to drop a game. They're going to drop a game. I don't see it happening. Um, and it's probably going to happen when you least expect it. Um, nine USC, 10 UCLA. These two also interchangeable. USC should be undefeated. Um, although, well, arguably, maybe should be undefeated. I mean, they lost to Utah, although they probably should have lost to Oregon State too. Uh, USC is a much better team than I initially said they were. Um, and I really... I really could see USC still winning the Pac-12. Uh, they're probably not going to be a playoff team, but I do like USC at nine, and then ten UCLA coming off that tough loss after getting killed after getting trounced by Oregon. I certainly think UCLA could beat USC, uh, but right now I would put USC above UCLA. Okay, I do want to get into some of the picks for this weekend. Um, Ohio State, uh, twelve o'clock games. I want to do first Ohio State at Penn State. Plus 15 and a half. It might be a little lower now. It might be at 14 and a half. That's even more of a reason to take Ohio State. Uh, the thing is, I initially thought I should take Penn State. I initially did. But even if the game is initially close, Ohio State loves to run up the score. And I do think that a 17, I do, I feel like if you take Penn State this game, you're really just never out of the woods. I really, you're just never out of the woods in this, in this game. So I'm going to have, considering Ohio State just put up 54 points against Iowa, Ohio State is really just that good. I think they're on another level. I take Ohio State minus the 15 and a half or the four. Now it might even be 14 and a half. Uh, Let me double check. It might be, okay, it's 15 and a half still. I thought it got lower, but okay. Either way, I would still take Ohio State minus 15 and a half. Uh, I don't think that it, it's necessarily a massacre if you win by more than that. I could see there being a situation where it's a little bit close in the third quarter, and then Ohio State scores two touchdowns and to cover the spread. So I like Ohio State 
and I like the over. So we'll see about that. Notre Dame at Syracuse minus two and a half over uh, over under 47 and a half. Notre Dame. I love love Notre Dame this game. Uh, I don't think I think Notre Dame and Syracuse are a lot closer than you think they are. Uh, Syracuse plays in the ACC. The ACC stinks. Their schedule has been very easy. Um, I, I don't see Notre Dame. I, I think Notre Dame, I think this could really be an upset. This is really, this really could be an upset alert for Syracuse. And it's funny because Notre Dame, they might be a bowl team this year. I mean, that doesn't say, I mean, if they go six and six, they can at least be a bowl team. So I, I, I actually think Notre Dame could win this, uh, two and a half points. I take the two and a half. I mean, it's not a lot, but I'll take the two and a half points. I like Notre Dame. Um, Arkansas at Auburn. Love Arkansas this game. Whoops. Love Arkansas this game, minus three and a half. Uh, I, do, uh, I do like KJ Jefferson. Auburn is not a great team. I don't think they win by a huge margin because Auburn doesn't usually win by really, really. Auburn doesn't usually lose by a lot at home against good team, against decent teams. I mean, LSU beat them by four. So I think Arkansas would beat them, but I don't think they win. I don't think they win by a huge margin because uh, Arkansas is not that good. But Auburn, I certainly think they're clearly a better team than Auburn. I They probably win by between four to seven points. They probably don't win by more than a touchdown. Uh, I, I'm going to have to go with Arkansas this game, um, even though they're on the road. TCU at West Virginia. Love West Virginia this game, plus seven and a half. West Virginia's been sneak, you know, West Virginia's been sneaky good at home. Seven and a half points is kind of a lot for a home team to be getting. I don't think any team in the Big 12 is that much better than other teams in the Big 12. Of all the conferences, the Big 12 is the most competitive. There's the most parity in the Big 12 right now. It's not like the SEC where you have teams like Alabama and Vanderbilt or the Big 10 where you have the Big 10 East and the Big 10 West. You have Ohio State, Michigan, and then you have Nebraska. It, the Big 12, I don't think any of these teams are that much better than the other. So, And West Virginia has been winning games at home. Like They're pretty decent. They're, they've been sneaky. Like I said, they've been sneaky good at home. This TCU thing is not going to last forever. It's just not. And it's going to happen likely when you don't expect it. So in this game, I think West Virginia could win outright. Uh, I really take the seven and a half. I think this game is going to be close. Um, and by the way, the over 69. Big 12 overs are back. I like the over 69. Um, Oklahoma at Iowa State. Uh, plus Oklahoma at Iowa State plus one and a half. I think it might be down to one now. Um, I think it might be down to one now, uh, depending on which app you're using. Uh, it doesn't really make much of a difference either way. Uh, I really like Oklahoma to cover the one, uh, one and a half, and I like the under. Because Iowa State games tend to go under. Uh, they don't, I mean, one and a half point, a one and a half point spread for a Big 12 game is actually very small. Big 12 spreads tend to be very big. Even when teams aren't, even though the, even though the conference is, is very evenly matched, they score a lot of touchdowns. Uh, there's a lot of offense in the Big 12, so that's probably why the spreads tend to be very big, unless it's Iowa State, because Iowa State plays very good defense. They statistically have they have the best defense in the Big 12, even though they they're arguably the worst team in the Big 12. They don't uh, I don't think they have, yeah they don't have one win in the conference so far, but they do have the best defense. Uh, very Big 12, obviously for the 
team with the best defense to be the worst team. Um, so I like Oklahoma this game. Uh, Oklahoma really, they were a bad team without Dylan Gabriel. Now that they have him back, I think Oklahoma wins this. Give me the, you know, I'll, despite the points, it's a very small spread. I also really like the under. Really like the under this game. I can see this being like a 27 to 24 game. I don't think this game goes over. Uh, even though I was just talking about Big 12 overs being back, I I don't Iowa State games tend to go under. Iowa State games tend to go under. Like I said, they play very good defense. There's a reason the spread is very small. I don't think either team makes it into the 30s. Certainly not Iowa State. I don't think either team. I don't even think Oklahoma makes it into the 30s. Uh, there's I don't I don't see this game going over. Iowa State they just play every team tough. And they play good defense, so I really, I really don't like. I, I really like the under this game. Uh, Illinois at Nebraska plus seven and a half. Uh, Nebraska went from a horrible joke to just a bad team, which could describe any team in the Big Ten West. Just a bad team. Uh, there really aren't any good teams in the Big Ten West, even though Illinois is ranked. Um, over under 50 and a half, I'm probably not going to touch it, though I might change my mind later. Um, but just, uh, but I'm going to take Nebraska plus a seven and a half. I don't think either of these teams really are that good, but Nebraska is getting seven and a half points at home. That's kind of a lot. So since I don't love either team, um, I'm just going to take the points and the home team. And seven, like I said, seven and a half is kind of, a, that's a lot. So especially for a game that's probably going to be low scoring. Um Florida versus Georgia. Love Florida this game. Plus 22 and a half. Um, it's a neutral site game. They're playing in Jacksonville. Uh, overall, I don't think Florida can beat Georgia. Anthony Richardson is, I think he's a good quarterback. I really do, but he's inconsistent. Like he doesn't, he, he doesn't consistently play great games. And against a defense like Georgia, I don't think there's any way Florida could win this game outright. But I really like Georgia. I really like Florida to cover. This is a rivalry game. Uh, Florida is not, they're, they're not a terrible team. They're, they lose when they, they lose every big game that they play. They lose a lot when they should win. I mean, the only big game that they won this year was, uh, was against Utah. So I wouldn't count on Florida to beat any team, really. Like any decent team, I don't count on Florida to win. They're losing all of them. But I don't think Florida is – I also simultaneously don't think Florida is really that bad. I don't think they're that bad. And in a rivalry game like this, I think they can keep it with it. Because, like, Georgia's never out of the woods. They're never out of the woods. I also like the under. Uh, a lot of – Georgia has a very good defense. So I could certainly see this game going on uh, – staying. I do think this game is going to stay under. Um, but overall, I like Florida to be able to cover it. I think it's going to be more low-scoring. And it's tough to cover that much in a game that's probably going to be more low scoring. Uh, uh, Florida doesn't have a very good rush defense. Fl- Georgia's going to run the ball a lot, uh, so I don't I don't see Georgia winning this game by I don't see it being a blowout. Uh, Northwestern at Iowa. I was giving ten and a half points. Love Northwestern. Um, it's crazy that Iowa is giving ten and a half points because. It almost seems unlikely that they're even going to score 10 points. Uh, that might surprise me. So I like Northwestern. This is going to be such a Big Ten West game. 
the over-under is so low, so it, it takes very little. It takes very little for this game to go over. Uh, I mean, all it, all you need is like a fumble recovery for a touchdown, and that puts the game over. Or at least, at the very least, makes it very unlikely that, that the game's going to stay under. You're never out of the woods. Even in a game like this, you're never out of the woods with an under like this, uh, with an over-under this low. Um, I probably wouldn't touch the over-under this game. Um, Oregon at Cal plus 17 and a half over under 58 and a half. Um, you know, I might have to go with Cal. I was thinking Oregon before because Cal is not a very good team. They're not, but Oregon coming off. Oh, they're still, they still have, they're coming off a really big win. Cal coming off a tough loss. I could see this. I could see Cal being able to keep it a little closer than we think. I would also go with the over 58 and a half, although it didn't work with Washington, uh, Washington against Washington last week, but we'll see. Uh, Oklahoma State at Kansas State. Kansas State is giving one and a half. I think that's bananas. Their quarterback is, uh, I mean, we don't even know who's going to start for Kansas State. We don't know who's going to start for Kansas State. There's a very good chance that even if he that even if Adrian Martinez does start for Kansas State, there's a good chance that he's not even that, that he's not even going to be 100. percent So, and he's a running quarterback, and he has a knee problem, I believe it is. So, that could be a real problem for Kansas State. I think it's crazy that they're favored. Uh, I do like so I, I'm going to take Oklahoma State. Take Oklahoma State. Take the points. I mean, it's not a lot, so I would take Oklahoma State and the over in this game. Wake Forest at Louisville. I'm going to go with Wake Forest in the over. Uh, Wake Forest, they can score a lot of points. Malik Cunningham hasn't been playing very well. Uh, I would have to go with Wake Forest. Um, Kentucky at Tennessee, minus 12 and a half. Um, I think it might be a little, I could be wrong, but I think it might be a little lower now. Um, I really like Kentucky this game. I think these teams are closer than you think they are. Kentucky lost. Two games, they lost to South Carolina. They lost to South Carolina. Will Levis didn't play. With Will Levis playing, Kentucky lost one game. They lost to Ole Miss on the road. So far, they're a pre- Kentucky is very good against – both these teams actually are very good against the spread, but K- Kentucky is very good against the spread against ranked te- against good teams. Kentucky is very good against the spread. So I do trust them a lot. I trust them to play good defense. They're a gritty team. They play everybody tough. Um, I think Kentucky could keep, could keep this close. Tennessee has shown flaws in the past. Tennessee has a lot to lose this game, by the way. They have a lot more to lose this game than Kentucky does. So I, I think that they could expose some flaws in Tennessee. I like uh, – and by the way, when it comes to the over-under, Tennessee is consistently an over-team. Kentucky consistently an under-team. I would have to go with the over. I'm going to go with the over in this game just because betting overs is more fun. Although either it could kind of go either way, but I would go with tennis. I would probably go with the over not just because it's fun, but also because I think it's more likely to go over, but both these teams very good against the spread. Tennessee, very over game, uh, very, very much an over team, Kentucky, very much an under team. I I really do like Tennessee this game. Uh, Michigan state at Michigan. I love Michigan state this game. Uh, Michigan's giving 23 over under 55. Love Michigan State, and I love uh, I love Michigan State this game, and I love 
the under. Um, here's the thing. Michigan State stinks. It's also worth noting, Michigan doesn't normally blow teams out. They don't care about blowing people out. They don't usually cover spreads this big, unless it's against a really, really bad team like UConn or something like that. It, it's it, Sometimes Michigan wins in blowouts, but usually it doesn't happen. Even Michigan State isn't that bad. So I really like Michigan. I really, really like Michigan State to cover. Even if Michigan dominates them, I don't think it necessarily translates to the score being that big. Um, I could see Michigan running the ball a lot. Um, they'll probably outgain Michigan State by a lot, but I don't know. I I don't think that you have to win by more than twenty three points for it to be a blowout. Even if they win by three touchdowns, I mean. Michigan is killing Michigan State, but you're still not out of the woods. You're still losing that bet. So, and it's a not to mention it's a rivalry game. Michigan State tends to play Michigan tough. I don't think Michigan's even going to try to blow them out by that much. I see this being like maybe a 35 14 game, maybe 31 to 10. I really love Michigan. I really like Michigan State and the under. It's probably going to be low scoring. Uh, Michigan State's offense stinks, and Michigan does have one of the best defenses in college football. So take Michigan State and the under. And don't think that means that I think Michigan State is good or can come close to beating Michigan. They can't. But I really like uh, really like Michigan, uh, really like Michigan State to cover. Um, Baylor at Texas Tech, minus two and a half. Um, I really uh, – hold on a second. Baylor at Texas Tech minus two and a half. Um, I, I'm not going to touch the spread, but I like the over. Big 12 overs are back. Uh, Texas Tech games tend to be very high scoring. Uh, they tend to give up a lot of points. I really like the over this game. Uh, Ole Miss at Texas A&M. This is my lock of the week. It is bananas to me that Texas A&M is only getting one and a half points. Love Ole Miss uh, to win by at least two points. Ole Miss is a much better team than Texas A&M. Texas A&M is arguably the worst team in the SEC. Um, probably not worse than Auburn or Van- fine. Maybe not the worst team in the SEC, but they're up there. They're one of the worst teams in the SEC. They're probably they, they might be the worst team in the SEC West. They're up there as one of the worst teams in the SEC this year. Ole Miss is very good, coming off a really tough loss. Coming off a really tough loss. Um, at LSU, I think that coming off a bad loss at LSU, they should easily be able to win this by a lot. Uh, Texas A&M is not a good team. They just lost to South Carolina. Their offense stinks. Their quarter their quarterback play is terrible. Uh, statistically, they might have the worst offense in the – I mean, statistically, they might have the worst offense in the SEC. I like Ole Miss, uh, Ole Miss to cover, and I like the under. Because Ole Miss runs the ball a lot and Texas A&M can't score. So I would I like the under this game. 55 and a half seems a little high for a game like this. Uh, that's my lock of the week, by the way. That's my lock of the week. Ole Miss to beat Texas A&M. My, Ole Miss at Texas A&M minus one and a half. Um, Pitt, uh, Pitt at UNC minus three. Um, I'm going to go with UNC. I don't trust Pitt this year. Um, I think it's still three points. Over-under, I'm not going to touch. I don't really – again, like I said, this conference is a joke. But the home team, it's only three points. 
these games UNC seems to be winning a lot, so I would go with UNC. I like Drake, and I like their quarterback play. I like Drake May a lot, so I would go with UNC. Uh, Stanford at UCLA, minus 16 and a half. Love UCLA to cover this game, Stamp- and I love the over. Um, the thing is, Stanford is not a good team, but UCLA is coming. Stanford's not a good team, and UCLA is coming off a really bad a bad loss against Oregon at home. I think UCLA should win this game by about three touchdowns or so. US- I do think UCLA is a good team. Oregon's a tough place to play in, and I like the over. I think that Stanford's offense is actually – a little bit underrated. I think their defense is very bad, but their offense is actually not terrible. I think they can put up points. So I like UCLA and the over. Um, considering this game would probably be high scoring, a 16 and a half point spread is not quite as big as you think it is. Um, UCLA is a very good team. They should be able to beat Stanford by three touchdowns or more. But and but I do think Stanford could still put up points. So I I really do like. Uh, I really do like this uh, Pac-12 after dark game, UCLA, uh, and the over. So here is my here ready for a new segment of unnecessary wagers. Here is my unnecessary wager of the week. So Ohio State minus fourteen and a half at Penn State, Oklahoma money line. Both of those a little risky. Uh, over 55 and a half, Oklahoma State at Kansas State. Georgia, minus 10 and a half. USC, minus four and a half, an alternate spread that I took. Uh, Michigan, money line. Mississippi, uh, and uh, Ole Miss, money line at Texas A&M. $10 to win 179 uh, A bit of a greasy parlay, I'd have to say, uh, particularly with the Michigan money line part. Um, but you know, that's my very unnecessary wager of the week. Um, thanks for tuning in everybody. Uh, good luck on your bets in the weekend. Uh, I hope you enjoy your college football Saturday and I'll be back next week.